Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Opperman Report. Join digital forensic investigator and PI Ed Opperman for an in-depth discussion of conspiracy theories, strategy of New World Order resistance, high-profile court cases in the news, and interviews with expert guests and authors on these topics and more. It's the Opperman Report. And now, here is investigator Ed Opperman. Okay, welcome to the Opperman Report. I'm your host, private investigator Ed Opperman. I'm the president of Opperman Investigations and Digital Forensic Consulting. You can find a link to my work at emailrevealer.com. And you can go to emailrevealer.com, get an autographed copy of my book, How to Become a Successful Private Investigator. Uh, also, any kind of locates, asset searches, adoption investigations, uh, telephone harassment investigation and i invented a way to to trace uh, down um uh crank phone calls prank phone calls uh, and uh, unblock a uh, caller id block so check that out to uh emailrevealer.com shows brought to you by cartking.com that's cart-king.com uh, give them a call at 877-877-986-7771 have you ever thought about opening your own mobile cart or kiosk business perhaps your current Business wants to add multiple point of sale locations across the country quickly. Maybe the facility you manage could kickstart revenue by adding coffee, food, or retail services. Well, CartKing.com can be the answer to your needs. CartKing.com is a North American designer and manufacturer of the finest mobile retail coffee and food carts and kiosks that money can buy. For 20 years, CartKing.com has been working with clients and corporations across America to provide indoor and outdoor carts and kiosks for any application. What you do is you go to the website, cartking.com, cart-king.com. Uh, you check out their dozens of different designs. They help you design it. They build it for you, and then they ship it worldwide. Give them a call at 877-986-7771. Tell them Ed Opperman sent you, and that's how you get a good deal. Okay. We have with us today Barbara Pilling. And she's a former model. I, I know she, I was checking out her IMDb page. She's also involved in, in filmmaking in different capacities. Um, and she was just in a, a, a BBC documentary called uh, Panorama. And what was it called? Uh, if Trump is the president a sex pest. And I guess that's a polite way over there in England. <laughs> they call it a sex pest. I guess here in the, in the States we call him like a creeper uh, is an expression you hear uh, these days. Barbara Pilling, are you there? Hi, how are you? I'm 
Good, Barbara. And uh, uh, I've been talking to Barbara off the air quite a bit, and she's a lovely, lovely woman. Uh, and it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, Barbara, tell, tell us about no, Thank you for coming on. Tell us about yourself, though. Who is Barbara Pilling? Uh, oh, that's that's what you got to do when you're at the end of your life because it's, it's a journey, a journey in motion. Um, I've, I've had a quite an interesting life um, in terms of getting to model in the city of Ottawa Canadian at one point in my career, and um, I have nothing but actually positive experiences um, in my career modeling. I kind of thought at that time where supermodels were discarded and it was a very glamorous time. Very differently. So, I mean, uh, how things happened back then, it's a whole different world. Of course, we were the two movement what have you but mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting how things have evolved into such acceptable or not acceptable I remember reading something uh, uh, in Parscova she was also the lead was repped with by New York um, and I remember um, when we were thinking everything what have you our expectations were well if people weren't looking at us and hitting on us, we were thinking from us, and that was kind of ironic to me, and it kind of hit me like, well, how, you've come a long way, baby, like, literally, the evolution of one and, and how we've evolved in terms of even as modeling. But we were, I mean, back then, girls were, rec- we were taken on quite young, because it's quite something to take a mo- and a lot of work for the, the everybody involved to take a girl when they see her, they want it, they want a career. They don't want just to be modeling, you know, for a couple of years or what have you. It's it's something that they they want to be a lifelong journey so that you can keep modeling. And really a lot of the women who are modeling um during you know, the the eighties and nineties did well at it are still actually working now. You know, there's Claudia Schiffer, Cindy Crawford. You know, so it's kind of interesting. Yeah, you know, I, I just got back from L.A. I was just in, in Los Angeles uh, Friday, I got back. And we went to the Getty Museum. And they had an exhibit right now. That you got to check it out. I wish you could come down and check it out because it, it's uh, all about fashion model, uh, fashion photography. From the, the, oh, I love it. Oh, my God. It was it was yeah. the greatest thing. Cause all, it was all... The old stuff, Ivan Penn, all the old fashion photography. I just, Avedon. I mean, it was... This is what I loved, and this is why I actually uh, was interested in modeling. I was never a party girl or into the fast life, but I loved art. And mm. I, I came from a family. My mother was uh, divorced and a uh, single mom, and I had much older siblings. So it was kind of me and my mom, and my mom was having to work. It was a different time. And I, and for me, we we didn't have a lot of money. So for, for me, it was a way travel and see the world and and have opportunities otherwise there was no way I was able to, to pursue and for me as well when I was in school I started modeling even I, I went to New York when I was actually I was um, going to be 17 uh, that September but when I was in New York and I actually met Don, the Donald we're going to be talking about that nasty man sorry okay. for all your supporters but sorry for that but 
Anyway, when I actually met him for the first time, I, I said I was 17 because my agency had asked me to say I was 17 because that's what we were t telling the clients. But I wasn't 17 till that September, and it was actually in August. But anyway, my point in being is um, we were we started really young and and before i actually even started in new york i went to japan i went to tokyo and osaka before i started going to new york and it was funny coming from where i did i i grew up which is dc vancouver island a very small town i kind of expected you get off the plane and there's going to be people walking around in kimonos and like right. it was going to be like old style japan so so how naive like and of course i get off the plane and it's completely um city and um metropolitan and high-paced and boy i didn't know what the heck i was getting into but i think it was a good training ground and fortunately as well as i had managers there um female managers and they knew i was so young and they called me in their their, their uh, own language baby and they really looked after me and they they kind of uh, looked at, made sure I was all right. But I'm just bringing this up too because I find it funny in the media. I've been asked since I was doing the BBC, I've got five facts, like different things that are popping up. You should know about barber pulling. It's funny how everything's taken out of context all the time. They're saying I had men pulling their pants down at me and like 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 it's all this horrible things. It, it's all the it's not wasn't that way. It's just like sometimes. Unfortunately, you have incidents. I remember a couple times when I was going back to make a phone call. If you wanted to call home, you have to go into an international phone box right. and put in your phone cards. Well, unfortunately, I guess these kind of, I'd say, pedophiles or people, are, because we were young, they would know that moms would be calling home. So I think they would just phone box, boxes. So unfortunately, I remember having an incident when I was coming, calling home and I look and I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I seeing right now? You know what I mean? And without getting into detail, I, it was uh, someone being extremely inappropriate in his car watching the phone booth. So that was kind of like absolutely shocking and, and, and horrific for a young girl. But I mean, you know what? It's like, so things like that could happen any if you're traveling or whatever, anywhere. But but I mean, it's just, it's funny, like all this. So when I talked to a reporter about, unfortunately, a girl not so long ago, a Canadian girl who who actually got her apartment broken. This was a recent thing in modeling and she was in China. And they, they, she, she actually um, was murdered. It was tragic and absolutely heartbreaking. And I remember the press, talking to me about it and and anyway i said what it, things happened during asia for myself and they just sensationalized on all the the negativity you know what i mean mm. and i don't even think that was right that they should have been more um centering on that that girl and 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 making it uh i don't know they should have done it differently because i was thinking of her family and things after it came out and i I was just thinking, you know what, why don't they make it a little more delicate when it's a situation like that? But anyway, for the record, I'm just wanting to say that so much of what you see pops up all the time. There's there's so much more to, this, to the stories than just what you just kind of Google, if you know what I mean, and, and you see online. 
Okay, and you're gonna have you're gonna have all the opportunity in the world today to get your 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 full story out without any kind of editing or anybody putting words into your mouth. Um, so, and, and one thing though is, is you want the audience to know that your experience in modeling was for the most part a very positive experience. You, you wouldn't change it. It was. No, I wouldn't change it for the world. I, I mean, I I met fabulous people. I worked with a lot of the very top photographers, top models, and people that I'm friends with to this day. And um, I wouldn't change it for the world. My God, we made in a day what most people didn't make in a month. You know what I mean? We were yeah. so, so fortunate. And, uh, and I knew it. I was just, and when I was making that money, I was like, because sometimes we, we'd have call time, we'd have to be there at 7.30, and, uh, you know, and it was it was long shooting days. People think, oh, it was so easy, just get all glamoured out and you do your look. No, it wasn't. We had racks of clothes back then. Like, we didn't have Photoshop, we didn't have any of, you know, we we would be having racks of clothes. We'd have our start time. We'd start in hair, hair and makeup at 7, and by the time we were, it, it was long days. We were working 7 to, like, sometimes 8 at night to get things done. We worked hard, but I never took it for granted in the sense of I, I was always grateful. I was always thinking, I'm so lucky. I'm making right now what my mom would take two months to make in a month, three months, to, and, and I, I always was so grateful for that. And and today I look back, and, and I'm absolutely feel blessed and happy i'm so tired of people saying blessed it seems like it's an overused word but um i i I just i felt very grateful for having those opportunities well well, let me ask you this do you still get any kind of residual income from old photographs and old photo shoots um once in a while once in a while i did a guest campaign and uh they were having their i don't know 20 years of guests or whatever or what have you and they were running some of the ads in Europe so my old book which is really kind because they could keep it quiet and I wouldn't know but they'd say hey you're going to the guest the old guest campaigns running so you're going to get a little check in the mail so that's great I find back then too the people back then it was like the people who stayed in it and and are still at it are, are still in business because they're they're honorable. I mean, there's so many sleaze bags in the business, unfortunately, still so many like gimmicks and what have you. But the old school ones that that remained in it, that you know what I mean, that are still might be retired, but if they know something's up, they'll say, hey, this is happening. You're going to get your money still for this. And that's what I respect. I mean, I was with the lead and they have John Casablanca. Um, has a reputation of being, um, I'd say, they, they did a documentary, The Man Who Loved Women. I, I would say that is pretty correct. He was, he, I mean, he had an affair with Stephanie Seymour, um, and, and it was very kind of outrageous and what have you, but I didn't have any problem with him. He, I mean, he was dating Stephanie, maybe. <laughs> I didn't have any problem. He was very, he said, what do you want? And he, he was very good. He goes, you can, and he brought me into his office and said, what do you want? What, what are your ideas? And then, of course, there was Monique Pollard, who is a larger French woman. And I do believe she was used to, I think before she was in elite New York, she was at an agency in Paris. And I'm not sure, uh, well, I'm not well, sure which agency at Paris. Let, let's clarify for the audience. Let's clarify for the audience that John Casablanca was the owner of Elite Modeling Agency. 
he was. He was the owner, and then very later on, and many people don't know this, but he very later on, Monique became the actual. I think he still owned it, but he they they made him like um, the spokesperson for Elite. But the the one who was actually running it more more so because John was kind of the flamboyant one doing the press conferences and what have you. But I think more the brains behind that operation was Monique Pollard. But John started it, and he actually franchised Elite out. So you know what? Later on, Elite New York, he had a lot to do with. But then when he started branching out in terms of Miami and what have you in different parts of the country, that's a franchise, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. Just because an agency's great in one market doesn't mean they're great in another market, because it's... it, it's a franchise, so maybe maybe they're really great in New York, but the agency in Miami sucks because some. It depends on who's running it. You know what I mean? And of right. course, it's their name, and they check it out to some degree. But he franchised that out quite a bit as as it went, went as it went along. Now and I, I've the seen best years with, with the early 80s and 90s for elite. Now, I, I've seen some articles that describe that the John Casablancas had a very cro- close relationship with Donald Trump. What do you know about that? I think that um, well, could be true. It could be true. I couldn't say 100%, but the thing is, John was very part of New York nightlife and what have you, and Donald Trump was in pursuit of models he loved fashion it he would it's evident that whatever he would follow it he would wherever he could find where girls were going to be or the fashion he wanted to be part of that fashion business he wanted to call it or that image he wanted to be amongst the little people. I don't know what else. That's that's beginning to do. He like follow whatever he could and whenever he could get his ears, or if he knew there was going to be a fashion event, he he would be at it. You know. And, and when he uh, uh, put Ivanka into modeling, which I believe she was thirteen years old, he sent her to Elite Modeling Agency. Yeah, I don't know what year that what year that was exactly, but I mean. There'd be other people running the lead at that time. Uh, do you know the, what year that was? Well, I guess we could do the math, you know, uh, uh, if we really wanted to <laughs> figure out how old she is. Yeah, and... <laughs> I know the year because John stopped for, you know what, John stepped down from from um, being really active in the agency pretty much mid, mid-90s, you know what I mean? And then they had some fabulous people running elite roman was running elite for a while i know i see i know everyone in business as well because after in 2007 i actually started my own modeling agency right um so i kind of at that point in time got very connected to who and where everybody was at that time so um, yeah. if you add that would be 94 uh, or 94 right. Right. right so he probably wasn't even going in very often. I don't think, you know what, at that point, I don't, I'm 99.9 for sure he didn't own Elite at at that time. He was probably chairman still, maybe of the board, but he wasn't owner of Elite at that time. Knowing what you know, would would you feel comfortable sending your 13-year-old daughter to go work with John Casablanca's at Elite Modeling Agency? I'm not with John Casablanca. 
Casablanca. Like, I, well, you know what? No, I wouldn't. I would have. I wouldn't put her if it was, you know, the way it was then. But now, and the team that that, that is there now, if I was going to get them into modeling, uh, my daughter. I don't. Well, I would if they really, really, really wanted to go into modeling and the girls. Yes, I would because I know the team teams there are are good now but in terms of putting her where the boy is and you, and of course you're not going to do that nobody wants to just uh put any young person in in the lines then um, <laughs> but that being said i think john it was a different era right. it was a different time and we had to learn really really quick like we did unfortunately it was you did have to grow up fast being a model. You had to get street smart really fast, or you, or you were going to get eaten alive. So I think it takes a certain girl who can model. I and uh, and certainly some girls should not because um, back then, I mean, measurements and things. We had to be perfect because we didn't have Photoshop or what have you. We'd come into the agency every single day. The first thing you come in, you get on a scale. They take your measurements and back then it was like you know your waist you had a 22 24 inch waist never if you're you wouldn't we weren't supposed to get over 24 inch waist back then and and our hips were like 34 and that's 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 tough work it's not an easy thing to do and uh so we were all the girls who really wanting to be in the business we were working out we were partying <laughs> then kate moss goes Brings a heroin look in for that. Right, right. Like, you know, it's almost laughable. But uh, it wasn't. The girls were working every day, were working hard, eating, not drinking alcohol and, and what have you. But I mean, in sense of a party scene, it was there if, if you wanted it, for sure. I mean, it was like you could go to clubs. I remember going to the be birthday parties and we'd go to the Bowery Bar and uh, the whole place would be filled with you know all the actors the hot actors at the time and what have you and uh drew barrymore and everyone at the clubs it was it was um it was something it was an exciting time and fashion was just we had like myzel and every it was just fashion was popping and it was really getting fun because i mean we had linda vandalista we, we had music it was it was a good time in fashion i think it was very um, artistic and and almost at a, like a cult pop time for fashion in the eighties and nineties, mm. and and along with that glamour, people are, are are of course attracted to it. And and John, he he was good at what he did. He was a, he was a, he was a playboy. He was a playboy. That's known. And uh, I and I think it's just you also have to take accountability to the parents of these of the girls and what have you and i i don't think i mean i can't say because i don't know things that i know that he trump most likely he did parties and and, and what have you but i don't have first hand information for that okay but i know when i was with elite i got asked to go to a fashion event and uh and I was asked to go, and my booker came and picked me up, and we had a car service. And and no, it wasn't Trump's party that he put on. Well, it was, wait, okay. It well, was a fashion event. Let's do this. We'll, we'll get to that story, and let's do a little commercial break, and we'll get back to, okay. get to the story. Even before we get to that, I, I want to get a, a better idea of the whole uh, 
you know, 16 years old, going to New York. What kind of apartment did you stay in? How'd you get around town? That that kind of stuff. Okay. okay. And what, what the okay. what the life was like, and uh, and uh, okay. After these messages, we'll be right back with with Barbara Pilling, uh, former model, uh, still involved in the film business. Uh, was just in a panorama. Uh, Trump is the president. A sex pest, which is a documentary over there in the UK. And uh, so she's been making a little bit of a stir in the, the press uh, recently. So we got her here to give her. And now a word from our sponsors. Have you ever thought about opening your own mobile cart or kiosk business? Perhaps your current business wants to add multiple point of sale locations across the country quickly. Maybe the facility you manage could kickstart revenue by adding coffee, food, or retail services. Well, CartKing.com can be the answer to your needs. CartKing.com is a North American designer and manufacturer of the finest mobile retail, coffee, and food carts and kiosks money can buy. For 20 years, CartKing.com has been working with clients and corporations across America to provide indoor and outdoor carts and kiosks for any application. From large, heated, and secure outdoor retail or food kiosks to smaller, more mobile coffee station carts, CartKing.com designs and builds them all. Carts and kiosks are fun, and so are the dozens of designs on the website. Please visit them today at CartKing.com, that's cart-king.com, or just call them at 1-877-986-7771. That's 877-986-7771. The Opperman Report is brought to you by SubashTechnosis.com. Subash Technosis is a search engine optimization and website design company. They're located in India, so you know you're going to save a lot of money and get top quality service. They offer all sorts of business process outsourcing, data entry, banking BPO services, recruitment process outsourcing, software testing, offshoring research network, customer care, press release, content writing and distribution, and much, much more. Now, you can get a hold of Subash Technosis by email at info at subashtechnosis.com. Their website is www.subashtechnosis.com, and their Skype is A-N-U-S-H-A-S-U-B-A-S-H. WPR Rebuttal, covering the sides of the story missed by Wisconsin Public Radio, bringing narratives the UW System Board of Regents won't allow. Shedding the light on perspectives the owners of WPR don't want you to hear. Every Thursday at 12.30 Central Time, WPR Rebuttal is your destination for grassroots journalism in Sauk County and beyond. Our host, Senator JPO, provides insightful analysis into stories that are only superficially covered by mainstream press. A recent inventory of topics includes college graduate underemployment, yellow journalism in the media, and favoritism in the public sector hiring process. Get your WPR rebuttal fix Thursdays at 12.30 Central Time. Remember, all these shows on Awake are brought to you by EmailRevealer.com. You can go to EmailRevealer.com and get a copy of my book, How to Become a Successful Private Investigator. You also do all the kind of different services for you online dating service investigations called an online infidelity investigation. And that's where you give us your husband or your boyfriend, your girlfriend's email address, and we trace it back to their online dating websites, and we return a list of all the dating sites that that email is registered to. We can expand on that investigation and trace it back to porn sites, escort service sites, swinger sites, gambling, 
websites, and even prescription drug websites, and all kinds of digital forensics, computer and cell phone digital forensics, where we can recover deleted content from an email or a hard drive and produce a report for you that you can use in court. That's emailrevealer.com, or you can contact me at oppermaninvestigations at gmail.com. We all have questions. Did he do it or did he not? We all have opinions, but do we really know the truth? New evidence will now be presented and the ultimate answers will be revealed in the explosive documentary, Serpents Rising. Inspired by the bestseller, Double Cross for Blood, an independent investigation of the trial of the century, the lies, the myths, and the concealed evidence. Don't miss Serpents Rising. This excellent documentary film is available at Serpents Rising at Vimeo Videos on demand. Watch it for $1.99. Hey, guys, I got a great new deal for you. It's called Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. Now, I want you to take out a pen and paper and write down Opperman 50, O-P-P-E-R-M-A-N 5-0. Now, Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes, you'll be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan veggie, and more. Uh, there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout. And every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or schedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, no cooking, no cleanup needed. Now head to factormeals.com front slash opperman50 and then you use code opperman50 to get 50% off. That's code opperman50 at factormeals.com front slash opperman50. O P P E R M A N 50 to get 50% off. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Welcome back to the Opperman Report. I'm your host, private investigator, Ed Opperman. Uh, we're here today with Barbara Pilling, a former model. 
uh, who was, uh, it was just in his documentary in the, in the UK, there, a panorama called uh, Trump, Is the President a Sex Pest? Uh, now, Bar- Barbara, tell us now, you, I, you, I guess you said that you went to Tokyo before you went to New York, but, but give us an idea when you got to New York. Uh, you get off the plane, you'd never been there before. Did your parents come with you or, or did they just put you on a plane? No, no, no. Um, I went and I was, um, because I, w- I was actually not even quite 17 yet. In the documentary, I said I was 17 because I said, well, that's what I was telling clients and what have you. But I was turning 17 that September. But during that summer where I started, um, I went in. I believe it was June, um, and I arrived, and they had a car. Um, a I lost your audio. Uh, um, I'm going to try calling. Oh, are you there? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, we lost your audio. I'm going to try calling you back. We're here with uh, Barbara Pilling. I hope it's on my head. My headset. Oh, no, no. I can hear that. I can hear that. Okay. Cause I was having trouble with my headset the other day. But with Barbara Pilling, uh, she's in this documentary called Panorama. Uh, is Trump a sex pest? Hi. Yeah, I, yeah, I lost your audio there for, for a minute. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so you were... You Technical were t- difficulties. Yeah. Uh, you were telling us that uh, you arrived in New York City, your parents didn't come with you, and, and a car right. came to pick you up. Right. And then um, I actually stayed with um, somebody who worked at the agency in the New Face division at the time. They didn't put... Because I was so, I was so young, but... It's kind of ironic because she went off scouting and I was like, so I was pretty much alone in this apartment anyway, but they, I was supposed to, she was supposed to be like, might be my dead mother, but uh, so it, it, my mom felt pretty safe about it and what have you, because it, it, it was how they made it sound because they really wanted me to come, of course, so they, they were very reassuring in the sense of I was, how I was going to be looked after. Um, but anyway, I had a car, and they did look after me while I had it. And they, at this first time, later on, I, I went into model apartments. But this time, I was staying um, in Spring, Spring and Prince Street in a in a nice little, little apartment. And um, anyway, they would. I went in. They 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 set up um, tests because I'd never. Um, I didn't have my book really done at the time. I just had, you know, local photographers, and I'd been to Japan, and Japanese tear sheets weren't really considered to be what they wanted for the New York style back then. So I start, I start, they start, they booked booked my test shoots, and uh, and after I did my test shoots, they I would have castings, and they would have me go and see the magazines, Mademoiselle, and and what have you, and. So they'd give me a list, and um, you went to your castings on your own accord. Usually, you like 
they'd say, oh, so Annabelle's going to be going to meet up with her at so-and-so. We'd have maps. And we go to our castings on our own. And then we, you know, and then I started working actually pretty quick. Um, I got a call back for uh, Calvin Klein and I, I, start, I started, so that was exciting for them. And uh, we, so I started working um, pretty much right away and it was like busy. And, and yeah, you had to go to your castings on your own and go to your jobs and you just get a cab sometimes and keep the receipt and, and you get reimbursed from the client you had job sheets and what have you um so i was lucky though like there was there was girls that you know that weren't as fortunate maybe as um i was in terms of they weren't they didn't get to work very well or they're not they're, they're they weren't with great agencies so i've heard like nightmare stories from girls sometimes like they're living in like dives and like horrible place. You know what I mean? It, it's not. It it's not always right. as nice as that. You did, know? did you read the story? So I, think ab- I was very fortunate. Did you read the story about the, the the young girl from Haiti who sued Trump modeling agency? She was being kept in a studio apartment on bunk beds with six other girls, and uh, only made like a I think six thousand dollars a year when when they deducted all her expenses. I know it's disgusting. So many agencies do that today, and it's just appalling. It's like, I mean, it's it's not the '80s and '90s. The girls aren't making fifteen thousand dollars a day, and sometimes if it's like these agencies, they're, they're making money. You know what? It's like they're making money, but the models aren't. Right, you know? right. And it's 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 disgusting. I can t- I can totally believe that. Um, Anyway, it's just it's it's changed. I mean, the lookbooks have there's not as many there's far less modeling jobs today, and there's way more models. You know, the modeling industry when I was in it, it was like the rock and roll business in the '60s. You know, the Beatles, New Rod Stewart, everyone knew. You know what I mean? Everyone sure. really knew everyone, and every and everyone who was working at the caliber that we were, we all knew each other and stuff, and we were lucky. I think we were lucky and we were protected, and, and then when I went to Milan I, and different agencies that I was with, um, I think I was, like, looked after. I mean, there was weird things, too, like my legs got insured for $13,000 a piece. Like, that's weird. A part of your body's insured by your agency for, for $13,000 a piece so you know what i mean it was modeling is strange it's, it's hey, that's strange fascinating that they, they would they would insure each leg like if you lost one yeah. leg like they'd still yeah. want they'd want to use the other yeah. leg yeah. <laughs> yeah. for 1.3 years like like yeah they insure you like you, yeah and so you're protected i mean but i still remember when i go over to milan and stuff all the playboys and they i mean they donald trump should have been italian i swear to god because i mean you go to milan you have the fashion weeks you get out, out of the airport and these guys and their, you know, Ferraris, their Lamborghinis, whatever. And and it, there should be something, a book written, the, mo- the model hunters, and go after all the guys that always would go after the models. I mean, support, sorry, Leonardo, but uh, he'd probably be one listed as a model hunter. You know what I mean? Le- sure. Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, but anyway, getting back to maybe more relative to what we're talking about is uh, when I met Trump, I think it was he. It was a fashion event. So people have said, oh, you were at a party that he, he 
you know, he threw, I'm sure he did throw lots of parties, and I'm sure he did invite lots of girls. I could totally see the man doing that. But the man also would also come to legit fashion parties, of course, because that's what he was trying to do. And he, he had the means to do so, and he had the connections to find out where events were and what have you. So when I was there um, that summer, and I, it was August, um, my booker picked, said, we're going to go to an event. Um, it's a, There's going to be photographers there and editors there and what have you. And it, it's a, a fashion event. And I, it was. I, I didn't get there, and it wasn't like a creepy party where there was all these men and what have you. It was, it was you know, it was a legitimate party. And unfortunately for me, I just think he happened to be there. You know hmm. what I mean? He just... I don't know. He got invited or what? What? How? How? How it came to be? But he was there, and um, I absolutely had no idea who he was. I did not know who Donald Trump at that age in in my life. I had no idea. And um, I mean, being 16, it's like about to be 17 that September. You're not, you know, you're not really following real estate at that time. I knew who the top rock groups where I knew the, you know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't something that sure. would ever cross my mind. So I just, my remembrance of that, and I remember quite um, vividly, and I, not because of now knowing who he was, I remember it because my intuition, the moment that man came near me, I just felt, I just felt a great dark aura like his aura was no good and that and that street sense that you you get to get in in you when when you're a young girl that you have and you're as a model you you just know it's right and you listen to it and i just remember he was just i was just kind of uh, talking to someone i was talking to a lady who was who i'd actually met before the casting for a little bit and and I noticed this guy, you know, who's looking me up and down. I'm like, and I'm kind of like, you know, wonder who he is. Is he a client? Is he this? Or, or maybe he's a designer. So I didn't scowl at him right away. I just said, okay. Just like, I just, I remember just giving a polite little like smile and, and what have you, because I didn't know who, who he was. And then after a little bit of time, he made his way over and... When he came over and looked at me, I remember he looked, he's looking me up and down, and then his eyes kind of, when he started talking to, me, talking to me, stayed focused more so on my chest than actually, you know, making eye contact. So right away to me, that was just like, uh, who is this guy? He, like, cause I, I automatically that intuition kicked in thinking, oh, this guy's just a pig. He's not actually a client mm. and then he's just he just he says he goes he goes wow he goes you're really beautiful do you know that you're really beautiful that was like the first thing that I said uh, I said oh well yeah well thank you and he, he's like so how are you know and started making like small talk kind of thing and he and he, and he said to he said so how old are you and I said I'm 17 and he's just like he goes wow he goes well that's just great he goes that's perfect for, for doing what you're doing you're not too old not too not too young you're probably going to do really well and 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 start seeing this and, and just just talking and uh and then the woman that i was kind of talking to before 
kind of comes up to and she says, hi, she goes, Barbara, do you know who this is? And I said, no. And I said, did you work with the magazine? And I looking both of them. She says, no, this is uh, real estate tycoon Donald Trump. And then as we're there, um, one of the caterers brings along um, some flutes of champagne and, and offers. And I said, no, thank you. I don't drink. And he, and he declined as well. And uh, he, he, he gave, like, he seemed to know her. And he, like, gave her a bottom, a little smack. And she kind of looked over her shoulder and giggled. But she wasn't offended by this, by, which was kind of odd to me. I was just thinking. And he goes, he goes, don't worry, that's not your tip, and kind of gives her a wink. You know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, he's like a total sleazeball. And this I, is and this so is I the waitress he spanked. He gave a little slap well, on the butt to the waitress. Catering. I, mean, I don't know if you call them waitress or catering people at the party, but yeah, he gave. Her, but she obviously knew who she was. Like they, they, and she wasn't shocked, and she actually she. She giggled, so it wasn't like she didn't know who he was. So they obviously had some kind of rapport going on at mm. other parties, or who who knows? I couldn't. All I know is what I know at that time. But she wasn't offended, in any sense of the word. And uh, anyway, so so anyway, after that, I've kind of got my intuition going, and I can tell he's just, you know, coming on to me, and. Uh, so I, I I said, um, do you mind? I need to use need to use the washroom. He goes, oh sure, sure. It's just and he like points it out kind of thing to me. And I said, well, and then he says to me, when you come back, I really really want to talk to you. He he, go, he says, promise when you when you you, you find me, we, we need to have a good conversation. He just him and I'm just like I said. I said okay, and he goes, really? He says, you're absolutely beautiful. And he and then he says to me. He goes, have you ever considered going blonde? And I'm like, sorry. And he goes, he goes, if you if you had blonde hair, you'd look just like Marilyn Monroe. You're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. This is just like, okay, thank you. So I go to the bathroom, and and you know what? I was just like, I gotta get the heck out of here. I just knew I just wanted to get the heck out of there because I just, it just felt like, like it just felt like, yeah, it did feel and um. I can't say better words. It just felt like I was going to get gobbled up by this disgusting shark man. I just felt like, and he wouldn't have, he would have not let me alone. So I knew I was, went to the bathroom. So by that time, I was at the party only half an hour, and I went to the washroom and I left. I just left, got into a cab, went home, and then I called um, my the cell phone of my um, booker at the time. Just said, hey, just so you know, everything's fine. I'm at home. Um, I was just wasn't feeling really well, and, and I'm tired, and I wanted to get some sleep. So that ended the, that night. It's not like I hung around or right. had wanted any part of it, you know? Let, let me ask you a couple of questions. Now, when this party was in Miami? No, New York City. Oh, this was in New York Miami. City. Yeah, where did you get Miami from? I don't know. I thought I thought uh, someone else was telling the same uh, story about the same event, and it was in... Uh, 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 Miami. Okay, so this was in New York City. Do you know whose home it was? Yes. Oh. It wasn't a home. It was. It was. It was at a hotel, like a, a a hotel. Okay. It wasn't the plaza. I know that it wasn't a plaza. I don't know because it was dark out and it was like, it was one of the nicer hotels. And my and my booker brought me there. It was dark out and it was like st- I'd only been in New York for a few weeks. You know what okay. I mean? I don't even know. 
Now, when you no, went to this I event, it was, that. was it like equal number of men and, and young girls there, or was it more girls than, than men? No, it was uh, it was a legit a legitimate event. I I mean, I saw okay. there were some editors at this that I'd seen during my time there, and there was two fashion photographers that I knew, and there, I think this event was he got into a legit fashion event that night it wasn't it wasn't like more men there actually i think there was more girls there and the men there besides him i mean were, were a lot of fashion men in the business and uh which means you know not that the majority are gay, are gay well but actually you know what they actually are the men that are the business not some not sure. the models so much but there's a lot of um, one of my best friends. I love gay men because they're fabulous. But it was a legitimate party, and he just happened to. I don't know if he like crashed with a friend or what, what, what have you. I'm sure he followed uh, the events pretty closely because he was. I think he was, you know, on the prowl for a model. Right. That's what I think. And, I think and he was. And even though you were only 16 years old, but you were telling people you were 17, you were offered alcohol yes. at this party. Yes. I mean, that for in my business, i got to be honest, we go to events all the time. And there was always alcohol. There was drugs. It was part of our business at the time. And it was, it was there. I mean, we could go to the clubs. We didn't get ID. Right. We had... If we wanted to go to the clubs, we'd show up. We'd, we'd go to the front of the lines, and they'd let us in. We, like, it, being a model with um, the top agencies at the time, it's, it was the way it is. And, and bless her heart, Eileen Ford, she did a great thing. She tried to keep the cute girls in. She had a house in um, Connecticut, and I had friends with Eileen Ford. And, and I mean, she was an amazing um, woman, and she very protective of her models, and she was absolutely fabulous. And I remember... I was at a dinner one time because my friends were with her, and she said, "You're with Elite." And she goes, "How long is your contract?" And she goes, "You have to be careful." And she and she was giving me a big earful. And she was a wonderful, wonderful mentor, smart woman. And I took so much from that woman, like from what I learned. And she asked me to come over, but it was really hard for me to switch because I'd I had a I had a mother agency at the time that they had, like kind of put me and it was too complicated but and I was doing very well with Elite anyway but but um anyway it's it was such a time in fashion where we had the we had these great icons like Diamond Ford and she ran that with Jerry Ford and um oh. and I mean it was fashion we right. were we, we we there were I mean Italy caught in Paris it was just it was even more so there but yeah we were we were allowed to go wherever we wanted. Okay, let's back up a little bit. Now, also, too, at this this party in this hotel in Manhattan, uh, any drug use there? Was anybody using drugs? Um, I didn't see anybody okay. at this party using drugs. Um, no, there's lots of alcohol. Um, but, I mean, I've heard parties where, like, I've, I've heard of parties where, and it was well-known that we heard, like, that Donald was a coquette. Like, that's amongst the models. I've heard stories from different people that... that
you know, there'd be parties or whatever, and you were, and I, I wasn't interested in that life, or, or I stayed clear of it. But I mean, I remember um, another time when I was 21 years old, 22, I stayed in the model apartments on North Moore Street, and um, I remember there were some girls. They weren't with my agency. They were with another agency, and they were Czechoslovakian girls. There was two of them, and there, there was one girl, and her name was Nadia, and she was a Russian girl. And they would go to these parties, and they were they would be talking about it, and they were talking about Donald Trump and, and, and what have you, and the stories in the kitchen. And, I mean, I, I tried my best as long, along with another friend of mine, a, a Brazilian girl, said, listen, stay away. It's no good. It's no good. You're not stay away from from that it's not good for you because these girls because we were older at this time we were 21 these girls were younger and they were going to these these house parties and they just looked like they were getting into to no good you know what i mean they, you could tell they were just strung out and, getting and, and how old do you think this girl nadia was um i think she was 17 around 17 years old and um she was bragging that she was seeing him and what have you and i was like oh my god i'm like why you know why and she and, and okay um, let me stop you for anyway. a second so do you remember what year this was when this girl nadia 17 well, years old told you that she was dating donald trump uh, but you know what can i ask you a question sure we know this guy is a womanizer. He, it's, it's very clear what he did and, and, and who he's about. I mean, when someone shows you who they are the first time, don't question it. Of course he, he's, if we had a list, the guy's notorious. I mean, he's, 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 he's a shark for, for women, obviously, and, and his, even porn stars and playboy types. That's Donald Trump. That's who he is. There's, if I don't even think we, if if every woman had, maybe they've all been bought off, maybe who knows what they have, but it's pretty clear. I mean, even recently, he just what's happened. Right. Him on tape with this, this, it's it's who he is. It's no surprise. And who even he saw this girl. He, there's millions he's seen. It's it's he had an insatiable appetite for women. It's okay, the but- way it what way it is you know but, what but, i mean but, and he loves fashion right do but do you remember what and year that was when he was dating this 19 uh, year old girl 17 well, year old girl I, was, I hate saying this and now i'm gonna have to kill you but now i'm <laughs> saying you know i was 1972 1972 so i was yeah i was in 1972 oh you were born oh in 72 gosh. Yeah, yes. you still look like a teenager go go to uh, barbara oh, pilling's yeah. uh, go to barbara pilling's uh, uh, facebook page she looks like she's a teenager Okay, she looks like uh, yeah, she looks like my daughter. Okay, but the, but oh. but but the thing is, do you remember what year it was when this seventeen-year-old? Well, well, okay. So if I was twenty-one, okay, we can do the math. Do you have your calculator there? Because I'm on my cell phone. Okay, uh, I've got seventy-two. You were no. twenty-one, and this girl was a. Uh, oh, okay, I got you. I got you. So that would be twenty-one. So that would be a uh, ninety-three. Ninety-three. Sure. Yeah. Okay, nineteen ninety-three. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Right. So That's in nineteen ninety-three. Right. A 17-year-old girl told you she was dating Donald Trump. Now He was seeing her. Right. Now, uh, we know a confirmation we have, because I had A.J. Benza on the show, 
And he told me, and he used to talk to Donald Trump every morning around this period of time. And he said to me that Trump told him, you got to get a Russian girlfriend because they have no morals. Uh, that's, ex that's, that's, a well, quote, that's a quote he said to A.J. Benza, who's friends with Trump. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? I can't say what the morals are of Russian women. I can sure. say their current president is <laughs> right. a dictator. You know what I mean? Sure. And I say each person, who, whoever they are, has the power to be the best they can, regardless of where they come from. But God forbid, right now, it doesn't look like you can in America, and that's the problem I have. This man is everything that is not American. He doesn't stand for what so many have fought so hard to be and died for. And I'm a very passionate about America because I spent most of my life there and the people I love are American and, and what have you and I very much believe in the American dream I've paid taxes there you know and so I and I so I'm a you know I'm very patriotic to the country and seeing what's happening now is absolutely heartbreaking and I and especially what has gone on recently in terms of the borders it's just um, separating children from the borders, ripping them apart in a country that is that started and, and founded who it, it was by immigrants and, and yeah. accepting people. And it's just disgusting. And, and I have to say this too. So anyways, getting into the part of my life where I had a modeling agency. I went into Trump models. It would have been 2008. Wait, 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 wait let's hold off on that for a second. Let's hold off on that for a second. Cause okay. I, I want to get some more information about this, this 17 uh, year old Nadia. Now you say you met her at a okay. models. You met her at a model. I lived in a modeling apartment. Yeah. You could get so many stories if you found, I don't know who he, I mean, there was, we, we were, char I mean, it was Northmore street. It was in Tribeca, and Robert De Niro had just was building up Tribeca at the time and had his studios there. And I actually met Bob from walking from the grocery store in that area and had a drink with him and stuff. He's a, and you know what? In these stories, oh, he was, like, linking him to sex trips right, or right. whatever with younger girls. No way in heck. There's no way in heck. Cause okay. Bob, he might have dated women or whatever, but it, but he is not... Okay, but let, let's try and focus on one thing anyway. at a time. Well, let's focus on one thing at a time. Now, this girl, do you know what modeling agency this girl, Nadia, worked for? Um, I think, I can't say for sure. She wasn't with my agency. I think she was with an agency called America USA. That's what I, who I think she was with. Okay, now, uh, also, too. I don't too, know anything more about her. Okay, okay. But no, but we can find out. Because now the thing is, they say she's from Czechoslovakia. Now, what do you know about no, the... she was... Nadia was from Russia. From Russia. Her friends, three, three of her friends were Czechoslovakian, and she was from Russia. Okay. And she, yeah. Now, so then she was imported through one of these H, HB1 visas? I don't know what her agency had for her. Okay. I would, I would, I would maybe or she could have been some of the agencies were not good at the time and you, they'd have girls over on a tourist visa and, and they'd be working illegally depends on the agency yeah now, now what do you know about that whole system of because uh, you know it turns out that trump modeling agency uh out of all the i think it was 300 hb1 visas that trump had applied for for his all of his entire businesses of all of them and and the majority of them of the visas that he uh, uh, processed were for his modeling agency 
where he was importing mm-hmm. girls as little as 12 years old. It said on his website, he was importing girls 12 years old. Now, what, what can you tell us about this process of the visas? And, and It's a vigorous process. You cannot fake the visas. You can't. And uh, you, you can, I, I've heard, I, I happen to listen, and you can't because I've had to do the visa process myself for models. Okay. And I've had to have my visa. You have to have, you have to have legit and they are so, like, when you go and you give all the information, you actually have to go to a U.S. custom officer after your immigration officer has made your case. They interview and they drill you and they make sure everything's right because they do not want to give those visas up. They do not want to. So you actually have to also have um, letters from people in the industry, like top fashion photographers, saying that, they would work with you and what have you. It's a process, but you know what? I don't know how many visas he had with his models. You know, I know for a fact though, when I went into his agency in 2008 and had a look around, and I was just being absolutely um, concerned. I was, because I knew he had an agency. I didn't bring any of my girls there. I had them all sorted out, but I went into the agency out of, out of my own concern because I wanted to see how young the girls were and if he was up to no good because as I went through modeling and what happened when I would with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case I pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Working in Asian, what have you, I came across that were selling young girls. Like, someone in this country, okay? and take them to the Canadian and American embassies. I actually would buy virgins that they have on sale for $500 and take them. And it became a mission to me because it's like, for me, it was like I couldn't be doing what I was doing, making the money I was making. And I consider myself, believe it or not, a Christian, knowing this was going on. So anyway, I when I was... By the time I was 17 years old, I was, like, a part of this, like, trying to help girls that I knew were in this this horrible situation. And I have different friends. Um, I have a friend named Mark Palmer, and he has, and I'm giving a shout-out to him, his network. He has something called Fashion Hope, and he does fashion shows and collects um, clothing and what have you from women that have just gotten out of sex trade organizations who okay. rescued and what have you. And uh, so he's, he's a friend. Anyway, I went into Trump just to have a look at the girls to see the ages or whatever, because, of course, you know what I think he is. So I went in on my own accord, had a look around, and on his new face board, and I actually have the composite cards, and I actually have the manager's card, that was running the new space division. And I gave those to the BBC. They had all of that documentation. And this is what I actually wanted to talk a lot about, about to the BBC. But they 
because of the um, the legal aspects and how much it could maybe cause a problem to right. legality, we were, they weren't able to, because I'd only talked to them and they, they wanted to, they had a crunch line, they didn't have enough time to um, investigate. And, and and trust me, that the BBC, they investigate everything. So okay. if you were at this, they make sure you, they, they get sources of witness and they, everything, they, right. they are... Okay, let's stop here. Barbara, let's stop here and take a commercial break. And and when we come back, now you're telling us now that you had suspicions about Trump modeling agencies and you went in there on your own to investigate that you thought he was uh, actually uh, trafficking in these young girls. No, I don't think he was trafficking. I think he was bringing girls in for show season with no visas. I don't think they had working visas. Okay, we'll be right back uh, with more of uh, Barbara Pilling. She was just in this uh, BBC documentary, Panorama. Trump is the president, a sex pest. Uh, we had some breaking uh, uh, news here that where she, uh, she uh, has the information that Trump was dating a 17-year-old girl named Nadia uh, who possibly worked for American U- for USA modeling agency, um, America USA, uh, in the 1990s. Have you ever thought about opening your own mobile cart or kiosk business? Perhaps your current business wants to add multiple point-of-sale locations across the country quickly. Maybe the facility you manage could kickstart revenue by adding coffee, food, or retail services. Well, CartKing.com can be the answer to your needs. CartKing.com is a North American designer and manufacturer of the finest mobile retail, coffee, and food carts and kiosks money can buy. For 20 years, CartKing.com has been working with clients and corporations across America to provide indoor and outdoor carts and kiosks for any application, from large, heated, and secure outdoor retail or food kiosks to smaller, more mobile coffee station carts. CartKing.com designs and builds them all. Carts and kiosks are fun, and so are the dozens of designs on the website. Please visit them today at cartking.com, that's cart-king.com, or just call them at 1-877-986-7771. That's 877-986-7771. The Opperman Report is brought to you by SubashTechnosis.com. Subash Technosis is a search engine optimization and website design company located in India. So you know you're going to save a lot of money and get top quality service to boot. They offer all kinds of services, business process outsourcing, data entry, banking BPO services, recruitment process outsourcing, software testing, offshore research networking, customer care, press release content writing and distribution, and much, much more. They offer website development, e-commerce solutions, mobile responsive designs. Now, I've personally worked with Subash for over 10 years. This is the man that puts out my press releases. They've done work on my websites, so I can personally recommend SubashTechnosis.com. You can find the link to Subash Technosis at OppermanReport.com and also AwakeRadio.us. People are waking up. They're standing up to those pushing pesticides and GMOs as safe alternatives for a starving world. What about your crap? I tell you, I'd rather eat dirt. So... I drink Life Change Tea. It's an herbal drink, cleansing my body of toxic sludge and nasty chemicals, and of course, ridding the intruders that are hidden in my so-called food. And by the way, Life Change Tea is non-GMO and organic. No fillers, no yuck. Just a great defense against you-know-what. May the supplement force awaken you. Don't fall to the dark side. Oh, 
Uh, sorry, <laughs> I went to the movies last night. Anyway, enough said. How do you get that herbal drink and change your life? Get the tea.com. That's get the tea.com. You will awaken, you will get stronger, and you might even lose a bit of weight. So awaken to Life Change Tea and the many one-of-a-kind supplements at GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. May the supplement force be with you. We all have questions. Did he do it or did he not? We all have opinions, but do we really know the truth? New evidence will now be presented and the ultimate answers will be revealed in the explosive documentary, Serpents Rising. Inspired by the bestseller, Double Cross for Blood, an independent investigation of the trial of the century, the lies, the myths, and the concealed evidence. Don't miss Serpents Rising. This excellent documentary film is available at Serpents Rising at Vimeo Videos on demand. Watch it for $1.99. You can have your ad played here at OppermanReport.com every Friday night, 5 p.m., and Saturday night, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And on Friday nights, too, we do a live portion for one hour that I just do a live monologue. The ads are very, very inexpensive, and they're also played in the Opperman Report member section. In the member section, you can find all kinds of exclusive content that you won't find anywhere else. It's as cheap as $6 a month. $20 a quarter or $75 for a year. If you contact me directly at OppermanReport at gmail.com, I'll set you up with a little special deal there where you get a discount if you PayPal me directly and you can get a copy of my book. I want to thank William Ramsey who helps us produce the show and book guests. You can find William Ramsey, who's an excellent author, at William Ramsey Investigates on YouTube. Okay, welcome back to the Opperman Report. I'm your host, private investigator Ed Opperman. We're here today with Barbara Pilling. She was just in a documentary there on the BBC uh, called Panorama. Uh, Trump is the president, a sex pest, or as we would call him here in the States, a creeper. Uh, now, we were talking about the, the whole process of the visas, uh, which you seem to be somewhat of an expert on because you, you dealt with the process yourself. Now, I have a specific question for you. Uh, we know that Melania came in on one of these. It's called an Einstein visa. Like, she's such a valuable person. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Now, how does that get pulled off? She doesn't appear to be an uh, Einstein to me. <laughs> well, you know what? The only other person that who's come in from her country that was awarded such a visa was a Pulitzer uh, like the Pulitzer, what, what, what's the name of the, that? The Pulitzer, the, the Pulitzer, Pulitzer yeah, the Pulitzer Prize winner, yeah. Yes, yes, winner. Just and and he and a Nobel, yeah, exactly. And they and their IQ usually has to be just outstanding. And it's 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 someone who has um, phenomenal um, intellectual yeah, great, ability, or great value, someone yeah. who has done something very great to to. Very great, such right. as that, and 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 they have to have tons of um, letters, like support letters. So I guess she just got Donald Trump's letterhead, and da 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 da. da. Right? It, it, her visa was bought. Like it, she 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 didn't even uh, graduate. Like he lied. Like he said she she graduated as an architect at. Um, the school in 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 her hometown that that she was 
raised that, I believe, and she dropped out in her second year. So she didn't even get her degree in at the university she attended. So the man is, all the man does is, is lie. Right. And it's like the fact that her visa, that she got a visa out of, on ex, ex, um, Einstein. extended ma- merit. Like, okay. like, it's like someone that's done something extraordinary in their life. Like something, you know what I mean? It invented something. Now, now back to the topic um, of visas. Let me ask you this. Now, let me ask you this about visas again, because you hear these stories about Jean-Luc Brunel, okay, and and also to Jeffrey Epstein. He was very close friends with Jeffrey Epstein, and that somehow these two had some kind of hookup with the visas, that they could get these girls in and out of the country with these bogus visas. Do you know anything about that? I have, no, I do not know how they would, because I've experienced um, nothing but, like, re- like really hard, hard trying to get visas through. Like, and um, but then again, I'm not the. One. Maybe they can pay them off. Right. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't begin to say. But I know what I've had to go through to get. At the time, my mom was their care. She's legit, legitimately, and I know how hard I had to work to get my TN um, visa. And um, at the time, I was I was going to activate my visa um, because I was hired to um, work for an, an agency that was establishing itself um, uh, in the states, industry model management, um, and they actually have Pier 50, 59, 59 studios in Los An- in New York City, which is one of the biggest um, shooting uh spaces for the fashion industry. Well, well, then, you were telling us before, though, about how you went into the Trump modeling agency because you had suspicions. Uh, So what were your suspicions, and then what what did you conclude after your little investigation? Well, I had a look at a talk to the manager there and what have you, and then I had a look at their... Um, new face board and who they were bringing in for fashion week which was going to be in September and I was there in August so on the board I had a look who they were bringing in and the models were new faces there's no way they had their tear sheets or their letters they were like really young they looked 14 16 they were really young girls the youngest roster that I'd ever seen and you know what you can very easily go back to that year and have a look at what Trump models walked in the show or what their roster was. That's something you can access to see um, in 2008 who did Trump promote for for shows. And I would, I'm willing to say that at, at least half of those girls were there on a tourist visa, not even a working visa. And that's why I'm so passionately uh, I don't know. I'm so like disgusted that this president is is ripping families apart. When his own his own personal life, his wife, her visa, and and all the modeling agency evidently the models he he had coming in, I don't think had legitimate work visas. I really don't. And Melania, when she met Trump, she didn't have. I don't. I think she was on a, a tourist visa and she got a work visa you know and t- i mean until she started sh- going out with trump she wasn't even working very well so this is just what well, how can we as as americans or 
everyone in, know that this man has ripped families apart. There's children that don't know where their mothers are, the, the pain and the terror that he's caused, when in his own life, he's made visas for who he's wanted to come into the country. And he most likely had many, many employees working illegally in the U.S. Now, if, if I wanted to, if we, if we wanted to, let's say I, I needed your help, and we wanted to locate some of these 14- and 15-year-old girls that worked for Trump Modeling Agency back in those days, would this be a difficult process, or, or, or because of the visas, like they've been shipped back to their country now? Um, no, there's records. There's records, but whether that sleazy little man is, covered his tracks um, is another question. But no, I think to a point there's public rec records and there's only a few lawyers that are really good. And I, I will let you know, I'm not going to say it on all over here, but I know the very good immigration lawyers. My immigration lawyer that got my visa for the team for my was probably the same lawyer he uses for for such things when he was actually getting visas but i don't my point is i really believe seeing that roster and what these faces were in the snapshots and looking at their, their composite cards which means a card that says the model's name and how tall she is and what have you right. you're going to put on the strongest pictures but they were they didn't have tear sheets so there's no way in heck these girls could have all had visas now, that's, that's my personal belief, and that's what I believe. Would it be that hard? No. I think you could go back on databases. We've got a great little thing called Model Wire, who was started by Joey Hunter, the president of Ford Models. At the time, he was, he was a genius. He created Model Wire. I'm sure there's databases you can look into and uh, see who what his roster. You call it a roster. And his... Okay who you could go back in the years look at his roster pull up the models and, and make inquiries whether they had legitimate working visas and i don't think anyone's even bothered to they're so distracted by all the craziness this man is saying every day and nobody wants to believe it's just this simple thing but i'm saying everybody focus on trump models he owned trump models he is responsible for having girls and the work ethics of of working conditions and i do believe they were in the country illegally and i think that's a focus and if somebody took the time and and the the um effort gumption to just do yeah just to uh, that could be very easily proven but you know what at this point in time i don't think this guy he gets away with everything. The fact that he's on the tape, you can grab, you on tape saying what he does. You can do whatever you want. You can grab him by the pussy. He, the guy, can do whatever he wants. Okay, Nobody Barbara, let me let me ask you this now. Um, you mentioned before that uh, his law firm, now Trump's law firm, his immigration law firm, is the same firm that represented John Lennon. I don't. Okay, what's the name of it? If you can. Off say the it, top I'm of my head, I don't know off the top of my head, but I was. I was just wondering if you, if you knew who who it was. Now, now, what well, do you? I'm not sure. If, but is it not? And I could be wrong. Is it not Frank Fontaine? I couldn't. I'm not sure. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Now, are you familiar? Uh, again, it goes into this whole same pattern here. Uh, there was a lawsuit in in June and July of 2016. Uh, 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 Trump was sued, and his co-defendant was Jeffrey Epstein, convicted sex offender. Um, who was uh, involved with the little 13-year-old girls himself. 
uh, just a few a few uh, miles away from a Trump uh, Mar-a-Lago uh, hotel down there in in Palm Beach. Now, are, are you familiar with that lawsuit? I am familiar with that lawsuit, and I when I talk to source, sources close to the BBC, they feel they believe, and I'm because I'll only ever speak the truth. They do not believe Trump raped that girl. Oh, really? And that's the BBC really searching into it and having look. They don't believe Trump did. As far as the other guy, I don't know. But, I mean, that's under BBC investment, and I trust them because they're, they're scrupulous in getting their facts straight. They believe they did not believe he did rape that girl. So I'll tell you that much on that. Okay, well, that, that's that's their investigation, okay, which, which is fine. But uh, your experience, though, w- with Trump, putting aside what the BBC's told you, your personal experience, uh, would you find that hard to believe or would you find it uh, believable? I can't say I I wouldn't I'm not going to say do I think the man could rape a 13 year old I have I would not say no I believe that I I can't I I can't imagine any man rape I, it's just something that's not uh, in my capacity to imagine is he a creep definitely did he does he prey on women definitely he goes into the back of Miss USA pageants to right. look at them he. When I went to the bathroom to wash my hands before I, I excused myself and left that party for the evening, I saw a girl that I I'd been at a at a job with and said she was an Australian girl and I said, Hey, did you get a load of that Trump seller? You know, she goes, Yeah. She goes, he she goes, he tried to grab my ass. She told me that. And so and then I've been at other events that where I didn't talk to him but he, I, I saw him and how what he how he was behaving he's a pig we all know he's a pig does he rape children I don't I would not I don't I'm not even commenting I couldn't I can't even go there okay. but the man is a liar he is a womanizer he he's clearly had no morals he's been with uh, prostitutes, uh, sorry, film stars, I should say, while his wife has just given birth to his son. I mean, and like, look at the woman's face. I mean, if you want to know what kind of a man and how he treats Donald Trump, look at that woman's face. And people say, oh, well, you can't feel sorry for her or whatever. She's in hell. And if I, I mean, I, yeah, she might know what she signed up for, whatever. But you, I look in as a person, as a human being, I look at that woman's face, and that woman is living hell. Mm. And, I've, and I do feel a little bit of empathy for her. I can't help but see it. I mean, during the, uh, when he was being sworn in as president, he, he, you know how she turned around and looked at Melania, and, and she was laughing and had this big angelic, angelic smile, and he just looked at her. And he said something to her, and that smile just went flatline, and you could see. Yeah. Like, to me, it was just like seeing an abusive man. Yeah, I know the clip I you're mean, talking I, about. I, I know the clip you're talking about. Yeah. Now, now what I about, uh, are you, do you have any information on, on a guy, uh, Jean-Luc Brunel? Jean-Luc? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's notorious. I don't, I don't know any... I know Sean looked very well because of the business and hearing things, but I know nothing uh, personally. But he was bad news, and he stayed clear, definitely. Okay. Because, you know, he visited Epstein in, in, uh, in jail there uh, more times than there were visiting days. He, he, uh, he actually uh, visited. He, he was a very bad, he's a bad man. We, yeah. we, we were warned. We, we, we knew not to. 
ever be around that man. Okay, because because of uh, stuff being put in drinks. Oh yeah. Okay. What about Epstein? You ever come into any contact with Epstein? No. Not at all. No. Okay. No. Now, since you've uh, you've you've come out in the in the news uh, with this documentary, the uh, uh, Panorama, um, Trump is the president of sex pest. Have you been contacted by other uh, women who consider themselves to be victims? Yes, I have actually. I've had one in particular who, and I don't I don't feel like I can talk because I haven't had permission to speak okay. on her behalf. I haven't asked her. So I think it would be moral for me to tell you, but um, yeah, I've heard and I've implored her to go forward. I've, I've because she's got quite a story and she's got witnesses, and it's I mean it's something. You know what I mean? It's 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 very damning. But right uh, for whatever reason, she's not. Okay, well, this is the story. We talked about this off the air, correct? I'm not going to mention anything because it's off the record. Uh, but uh, uh, you should have her contact me, you know? We don't have to put her on the air. We can, uh, I can get a lawyer for her in, in two seconds. Well, you, I'll ask. She's gone flat. I've asked her and talked okay. to her because she said she wanted to, to come forward and talk, and she wanted to talk to the BBC, and, and but she's actually gone flatline, and I don't want to pressure her. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I've said, you know, and if you want to, you know, I'm here, and I think it's now her turn to to reach out again because I've tried, and I don't want to um, put pressure on her or make her, you know what I mean, even more anxious than maybe she is. No, I know, know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's a, it's a very delicate situation, and I have that all the time too. You don't want to put too much pressure on people like you're you're forcing no, them to come here. And I, I tried really hard, so I just don't want to frighten her to, to the point where you know it's regressing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. Well, now, what do you? The Trump modeling agency was making about three million dollars a year. Okay, we we saw that. That it was something he released and he declared he was making three three million a year from it. Uh, any indication that perhaps it was kind of a front for an escort service? Have you ever heard that? I don't think he was doing well in the, as um, as his models were doing well. I mean, it wasn't like an agency that was doing well. Like, oh, they have. Oh, who who is she with? Every right. all the supermodels you know, they were with the IMG or they were with Elite or or Ford. Nobody was like, oh, that star that just did this is with Trump. You know what I mean? He. It wasn't you. The girls weren't trying. The good models weren't trying to get placed with Trump. So it blows me in my way. He he even made that. Well, then what what kind of jobs was he getting for these models? It wasn't fashion magazines. I don't know. I, well, I can't say. I don't. He wasn't a good agent. It wasn't a good agency, and I just I wouldn't be able to tell you because I don't know. Because they weren't getting the big campaigns, though. I know that. <laughs> But um, I've got a bit of a situation. <laughs> it happens to be, what time is it right now? It's uh, 10 to 11, and I've got um, a five-year-old I have to get okay. from summer camp. Okay, then, then real quick, is there anything you'd like to add to the story that you, from what you've told us so far? Um, uh, there's just, there, I mean, I've got so many more stories I, I could tell. And I just want to say I think it's really important that people just – vote and the coming this november they vote and and i think it's i think people need to understand that it's not about who's right or who's wrong the country's so divided and and it's it's to a point where
where it's it's getting so unhealthy that I think we just have to really remember the what America is, what it stands for, and that someone who's leading your country has to be someone that you can trust, who you can believe in. And a man that, you know, just a little while ago apparently couldn't speak his words properly and say can't say could or wouldn't that's <laughs> right. absolutely ridiculous it's unacceptable for america to be treated like they're fools there you have a traitor amongst you right now and i have and he, i can say from my experience he does not have any respect for women he does not have any morality in terms of thinking of them other than a narcissistic um person he's the sharp towards women, and you cannot have a country being led by a man that does not have any capacity to respect women. That's what I'd add to, like to add and say that that um, it's just wrong. And and you know what? I, I wasn't. I don't think the best person is a woman or or a man. It's not that I'd say, oh, Hillary, Hillary, or anything. It wasn't even that. It's just. We've got to be clear in the fact that a mistake has been made, and it's an embarrassment. And November, everybody's got to just get out and do their best to take America back again. Forget, make it great again. We've regressed like 50 years with this clown, and people need to get out there and vote in November. That's all I have to say. Okay, Barbara Pilling, thank you so much. And, and if anything else comes up, you got you got my contact information. Let me know what's going on, and we'll put you right back on yeah, you. I've got there's so many stories that and, and happier ones and amusing ones and inspiring ones, and I think I'm going to write a book because it's something that the past will repeat itself, and you know what I mean. And we've got to just move forward in in love and light, and and not be dwelling on the darkness. We all know what he is. He's a womanizer. We can bring up all these horrible stories about this fool but i say we everyone raise above and move on and bring forth people that are going to make us proud to say we're american you know that's what i think but um i hope you have a great day you too barbara thank you so <laughs> much have a great day good night okay bye okay there we had barbara pilling and she was just in the film panorama and uh, not the film it was a documentary tv series in bbc Ooh. panorama Trump is the president of Sex Pest, and, and she was the one who, at 16 years old, uh, she was approached by Mr. Trump in 1993 uh, at a party. Uh, she told Mr. Trump she was 17, and he told her, oh, that's a perfect age. And he was kind of hitting on her when she was 17 years old. She also told us breaking news. Uh, she said there was rumors that Donald was a cokehead, uh, but also, too, that the, the Mr. Trump in 1993 was seeing a... 17 year old Russian girl uh, who lived in an apartment there on Moore Street <laughs> at, uh, and worked for the America USA uh, modeling agency. That's kind of uh, breaking news. Have you ever thought about opening your own mobile cart or kiosk business? Perhaps your current business wants to add multiple point of sale locations across the country quickly. Maybe the facility you manage could kickstart revenue by adding coffee, food, or retail services. Well, CartKing.com can be the answer to your needs. CartKing.com is a North American designer and manufacturer of the finest mobile retail, coffee, and food carts and kiosks money can buy. 
For 20 years, CardKing.com has been working with clients and corporations across America to provide indoor and outdoor carts and kiosks for any application, from large, heated, and secure outdoor retail or food kiosks to smaller, more mobile coffee station carts. CardKing.com designs and builds them all. Carts and kiosks are fun, and so are the dozens of designs on the website. Please visit them today at cartking.com, that's cart-king.com, or just call them at 1-877-986-7771. That's 877-986-7771. The Opperman Report is brought to you by SubashTechnosis.com. Subash Technosis is a search engine optimization and website design company located in India. So you know you're going to save a lot of money and get top quality service to boot. They offer all kinds of services, business process outsourcing, data entry, banking BPO services, recruitment process outsourcing, software testing, offshore research networking, customer care, press release content writing and distribution, and much, much more. They offer website development, e-commerce solutions, mobile responsive designs. Now, I've personally worked with Subash for over 10 years. This is the man that puts out my press releases. They've done work on my websites, so I can personally recommend SubashTechnosis.com. You can find the link to Subash Technosis at OppermanReport.com and also AwakeRadio.us. People are waking up. They're standing up to those pushing pesticides and GMOs as safe alternatives for a starving world. What about your crap? I tell you, I'd rather eat dirt. So... I drink Life Change Tea. It's an herbal drink, cleansing my body of toxic sludge and nasty chemicals, and of course, ridding the intruders that are hidden in my so-called food. And by the way, Life Change Tea is non-GMO and organic. No fillers, no yuck. Just a great defense against you-know-what. May the supplement force awaken you. Don't fall to the dark side. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> I went to the movies last night. Anyway, enough said. How do you get that herbal drink and change your life? Get the tea.com. That's get the tea.com. You will awaken. You will get stronger and you might even lose a bit of weight. So awaken to life change tea and the many one of a kind supplements at get the tea.com. That's get the tea.com. May the supplement force be with you. We all have questions. Did he do it or did he not? We all have opinions, but do we really know the truth? New evidence will now be presented and the ultimate answers will be revealed in the explosive documentary, Serpents Rising. Inspired by the bestseller, Double Cross for Blood, an independent investigation of the trial of the century, the lies, the myths, and the concealed evidence, don't miss Serpents Rising. This excellent documentary film is available at Serpents Rising at Vimeo Videos on demand. Watch it for $1.99. You can have your ad played here at OppermanReport.com every Friday night, 5 p.m. and Saturday night, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And on Friday nights, too, we do a live portion for one hour that I just do a live monologue. The ads are very, very inexpensive, and they're also played in the Opperman Report member section. In the member section, you can find all kinds of exclusive content that you won't find anywhere else. It's as cheap as $6 a month, $20 a quarter, or $75 for a year. If you contact me directly at OppermanReport at gmail.com, I'll set you up with a little special deal there where you get a discount if you PayPal me directly and you can get a copy of my book. I want to thank William Ramsey, who helps us produce the show and book guests. 
You can find William Ramsey, who's an excellent author, at William Ramsey Investigates on YouTube.